It's just so cruel to have to try to do a recruiting show in these circumstances. Parker, as uh, Steely was walking out, I basically said, this is like the, uh, this is like the uh, capstone to a broadcasting uh, degree. Like, if you can do a <laughs> show today with the softball game going on, then maybe you know that you can do the show. I- I'm glad that that wasn't the capstone because I don't know how many people would pass. I have no idea how many people would pass. As OU's just uh, one hit away from taking the lead here in the top of the ninth innings. Runners on the corners, two outs, OU and Stanford top nine. Two to two, they just intentionally walked Jada Coleman to get to T.R.A. Jennings. And uh, it's um, – Because you don't mess around with J. Cole in you don't, situations. You don't mess around with Jada Coleman, but T.R.A. Jennings pretty good as well. And she, maybe she took that personally. I don't know. We'll see. This but. is the epitome of first world problems, Tyler. We have too much Sooner sports today. I, I Seriously. Speaking of Jada Coleman, by the way um, – she is dating Billy Bowman. I think every OU fan knows that by now. And uh, Billy's gotten some airtime on ESPN over the course of the past week or so. Uh, Billy Bowman looking good these days. And that's not like a, a huge shock. He's not an incoming freshman or anything like that. But He got that um, Schmitty pump? Yeah, it looks like he's had a nice offseason thus far. Yeah, yeah. Again, we'll keep you updated on things going on. But uh, Britt Venable's camp over the weekend, I-, I guess that's the big story, right? And I wonder uh, when's the last time, if ever, OU's had two quarterback commits in for football camp at the same time. It's, that's kind of unique, isn't it? As you know, T.R.A. Jennings delivers in the gap. Wow. OU gets one run across. They get two runs across. Four to two Oklahoma in the top of the eighth. Whoa, buddy. You walked Jada Coleman to get to T.R.A. Jennings, and uh, you pay for it. Wow. What a moment. And that's going to be all she wrote. Uh, me thinks so. Me thinks Jordy Ball's about to, uh, the MVP of the Women's College World Series, Jordy Ball, is probably about to uh, shut it down here in the, uh, in the eighth. But, yes, two quarterback commits in this weekend at the same time. And you know what? If people don't already love Kevin Sperry, they will love to know this. Mm-hmm. Kevin Sperry, who is committed to the University of Oklahoma and has literally nothing to gain from being at camp and camping with, a zillion other quarterbacks amongst a zillion other players at all positions over the course of the next two weeks. He is going to attend and per- participate in every single one of the Sooners' elite camps. Every single one. Five elite camps over two weeks. So let's just let's remember that because inevitably when there's, go- there's going to be a time in this recruitment, Parker, that something's going to happen, and-, and I don't know what it is. It could be anything from – Jeff Lebby taking another job to I, – I mean, it, uh, anything and everything all of a sudden is, oh, well, how committed is Kevin Sperry? Like, is he really committed to this class? Can we remember this past weekend and what you just said when it gets brought up on the text line or someone has the opinion out there that Kevin Sperry is on flip watch or something like that? There is like not that? a single human being. You know what I'm being. saying? You know what I'm saying? There is not a single human being more committed to the University of Oklahoma than <laughs> Kevin Sperry. Not a single one. Not even Brent Venables is as committed to, to Oklahoma as Kevin Sperry is at this point. No, I, I mean, I just, I just want us all to remember that uh, if we ever get to the point where we're questioning how committed Kevin Sperry is. He seems, he seems rather uh, locked in as OU up 4-2, runners on the corners again with uh, two outs at Hall of Fame Stadium. There is weather moving in the area, Uh-oh. so yeah, there is weather moving into the area, so... We'll see how close that is, but they put up on the scoreboard uh, after the eighth inning, like, there's weather moving in, we'll keep you advised on everything going on. 
Cherokee Sooner says on the text line, two outs, two strikes every time. And it's so true, man. Every single game, it's uh, they're getting a big hit with two outs and two strikes. And Tiari Jennings was down 0-2 in the count, and she still uh, she still finds a way to uh, to come through here. So we got a lot of OU recruiting to talk about. We've also got a lot of national recruiting to talk about as well because Georgia had a big recruiting weekend. Clemson had a big recruiting weekend. USC had a nice recruiting weekend as well. And some of those recruiting weekends do impact OU's. But what was what was the main storyline out of Britt Venable's camp? Would Somebody you say? on the text line said, "Oh yeah, has Sperry donated any money to NIL?" Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'd say the big storyline coming out of camp is that OU moved into a very good spot with a 2025 wide receiver, Tyler, and that 2025 wide receiver is not Jaden Nickens, it's not DeCorian Moore, it's not Isaiah Mosey. The 2025 wide receiver that Oklahoma has jumped out in front for, and I mean substantially out in front for, is four-star wideout Adrian Wilson out of Pflugerville, Texas. Shout out to Samaj oh, yeah. P. Ryan. You put in a uh, future cast for that one, I saw. That, that I did. Now, consider for a moment what Emmett Jones has to deal with in the class of 2025 if, let's just say for the sake of the argument, Adrian Wilson ends up committing to Oklahoma. So you have Adrian Wilson and you have Grayson Harris committed. You also have Elijah Thomas, sure. an in-state kid from Chakota, Oklahoma. Really who good player. Is really dynamic. Good player. And yes. he was he was at camp this weekend, correct? He was. Yeah. DeCorian Moore, widely regarded as the number one wide receiver in the entire country out of Duncanville. Isaiah Mosey, a legacy from Lee Summit North, a pipeline program for Oklahoma. And then Jaden Nickens, an in-state kid as well. You have four guys for what's probably going to be no more than two spots. Yep. You're going to have to turn – and we've been talking about this. Emmett Jones was going to have to turn some dudes away in the 2025 class. That might happen sooner than we anticipated. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it as what – like last week is, you know, coaches on staff who are set up nice for this recruiting class but are set up, you know – Really nice here in the future moving forward. We mentioned DeMarco Murray and we mentioned Emmett Jones. Like, Emmett Jones is he, – he hasn't necessarily – like, we haven't seen him as a developer of wide receiver talent, and the jury is still very much out on that because he hasn't coached an actual game yet at OU. But in terms of what you gotten as a recruiter, Parker, he's lived up to all the hype and even more up to this point, has he not? He certainly has. And <laughs> – it's, a, it's astonishing to consider that given Oklahoma's visit policy and given how long it took to get your first commitment in the class of 2024, you might have a handful of 2025 commitments by the end of the summer, Tyler. And those guys are still a year and a half away from signing their national letters of intent. And a lot of this is due to two guys in particular, one being Kevin Sperry, the architect and leader of the class at the quarterback position, and the other being Emmett Jones, being able to create some early pressure on his targets to commit if they want to lock in their spot at Oklahoma. Yeah. A uh, guy that promised Air Jordans to Tyler and Parker if Sammy Brown doesn't sign with Clemson or Georgia on the text line says, I'm sorry you guys don't get Jordans. I'll give you all another chance at another time. Yeah. Sammy Brown, um, the Clemson predictions are rolling in, and it sure looks like that one could be inevitable, huh? We're going to miss out will, on our air Will Sammy Brown take his official visit to Oklahoma? Survey says no right now, Tyler. Yeah. 
Uh, for a quarterback to commit before his junior year of high school, my money is on he's committed to the school as long as those coaches are present. Lebby leaves, he's gone. You're a fool to believe a new offensive regime won't affect his uh, the commitment of a quarterback. I actually don't agree with that. Because if you've heard Kevin Sperry talk about Oklahoma and everything that sold him on Oklahoma, Jeff Lebby leaving would be – well, how do I phrase this? Kevin Sperry would be bummed to see Jeff Lebby leave Oklahoma, but it would not cause him to decommit in my mind. I, I think that the, the offensive coordinator is a big deal in a lot of recruitments, but – I don't think in every single quarterback recruitment it's the it's the end all. Like if we're talking about a kid, and I don't even know what a good example is right now, Parker. But if a highly ranked quarterback is committed to say, let's just say Virginia Tech, because it's been a while since they've been you know extremely sure. relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got a really hot shot OC that everyone really likes, and he leaves Virginia Tech, then okay, then I can get down with when that OC leaves that quarterback recruitment is in jeopardy for a school like Virginia Tech. This is Oklahoma, dude, where OU's had a ton of success for, what, 20-plus years now at the quarterback position. If Jeff Lebby were to leave, they're going to get another really good offensive coordinator in. So I just don't think in every single quarterback recruitment the OC leaving is the end all. I, I And I don't think that that's necessarily the case for Kevin Sperry either. And if Kevin Sperry were willing to decommit – were Jeff Levy to get a head coaching gig, that would imply, that would infer that Kevin Sperry was committed to Jeff Levy and not the University of Oklahoma. And again, if you've heard Kevin Sperry talk about everything that he loves about Oklahoma and the reasons that he chose the program and the reasons his family chose the program, trust me, he is not committed to Jeff Levy. He is committed to the University of Oklahoma. So again, if Jeff Levy leaves, yeah. That's going to suck for the Sperrys because they've built a good relationship with Levy. Part of the reason why Kevin's attending every single OU camp over the next two weeks is to spend time and bond and learn from Levy. But if Levy leaves, guess what? They're not walking away from Oklahoma just because it's not going to be the same guy calling the plays that they were banking on. Drew from Flower Mound, Drew from Flower Mound says, Who do y'all like more from the 25 state of Oklahoma wide receivers? Elijah Ch- uh, Thomas from Chicota or Jaden Nickens, Millwood? Both those players are really good, and both those players seemingly uh, showed out this past weekend. In I don't know how hot of a take it is, but I would actually go Elijah Thomas over Jaden Nickens. And Jaden Nickens is the taller player. Uh, he's a two-sport guy who's got Power 5 offers on I the I feel hardwood. like maybe he's been a little bit more well-known, like it, at least for average recruiting fans, wouldn't you say? Elijah Thomas, yeah. like just some people now are starting to know that name and now know how good he is. Yeah. Elijah Thomas, here's the best way I can phrase it. Elijah Thomas is a pure football player, man. Jaden Nickens is an athlete. And I think in terms of the skills he brings to the football field, he's a little bit more raw. And obviously the athletic potential is through the roof. But I just see Elijah Thomas as somebody that's going to have a more successful career long run in the sport of football because that's his thing, man. That's always been his thing. Yeah. Uh, bottom of the ninth, three-two count, nobody out. Jordy Ball just uh, got a strikeout, so he got one out now. Base is empty. OU up four to two. So two outs away from heading to the championship series for the fourth consecutive season. Fourth consecutive season. OU can head to the championship series, which is just uh, 
Absolutely crazy. All right, we'll continue to take your text on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. A lot to get to in the world of recruiting in a crystal ball that is currently out there that, ugh, I don't know if that should make us nervous or not. We'll talk about that more next, coming up around the ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We go into the ship. T.R.A. Jennings delivers in the top of the ninth inning. Two outs, 0-2 counts. They, they just intentionally walked Jada Coleman to get to T.R.A. Jennings. She puts it in the gap for a two-run double. Jordy Ball shuts it down. OU beats Stanford 4-2. They're heading to the championship series for the fourth consecutive season. Wow, what a game. Um, hat tip to Stanford. Two incredible games against the Sooners and OKC, but... Jordy Ball, MVP right now, in my opinion, and I uh, really don't think it's it's that close. It, how is, um, I, I know that Nebraska is a football state at its core, but is Jordy Ball viewed as a high school legend in the state of Nebraska? I, I, what's, that, what's that situation look like to, to Nebraskans up there? I don't know if I can speak as authoritatively on that, because mm. I haven't lived in the state of Nebraska for six years now, but now I, I can't imagine that Jordy Ball has local legend status up, up there, if only because people in the state of Nebraska care about the Huskers, right? If Jordy yeah. Ball were a softball standout for the University of Nebraska, I'm sure her star would actually have risen much higher locally than it probably has. But obviously she's a legend in the OU circle. She's a legend across Sooner Nation, which arguably goes farther. Yeah, um, she... Um... She's special, man, and there's no doubt who OU's number one is now, and she came in in relief today and was just absolute nails. I mean, so many times over the course of this tournament, she's had runners on first and second, nobody out, and she always finds a way to get out of that jam. Always finds a way to get out of that jam. Fantastic job once again today by Jordy Ball. All right, Ref Army listening nationwide. Fort Smith, Arkansas tuned in. Phoenix, Arizona. Porterville, California. Bristol, Rhode Island. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, Mission, Kansas, and let's go with Duncan, Oklahoma. I don't know if Duncan meets our criteria We're gonna for check small it out. town of the day or not, but yeah, let me know. This one is under review. Parker has thrown the uh, challenge flag on the field. It is currently under review, and I, I don't think that this will be a three-and-a-half-minute review like we used to have in college football. This one shouldn't take very much time. Duncan has 22,000 residents. It does not, meet the, does not meet the criteria. All right, well, that's uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a submission on the text line then. How about that? Ref Army Locator brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment, K&N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. Real quick, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a crystal ball in for five-star wide receiver Bryant Westco to Clemson. He was on a visit there this weekend. Um, should we be concerned by this? Um, obviously, there's some Clemson interest, but is this just a situation where there's three schools right now that feel very good about their chances with Bryant-Wesco? Well, here's the thing. As far as Clemson is concerned, Bryant-Wesco's only been out there once before. So, Clemson has the same visit policy as Oklahoma, right? If you visit there officially and you commit – well, just in general, if you commit, you're not allowed to take other visits. So, to me, this crystal ball only makes sense 
if Bryant Wesco silently committed to Clemson this past weekend, we will know by this weekend whether or not that actually happened or not. Because if Bryant Wesco is on his next official visit, which I believe is TCU, if I'm not mistaken, if he takes that next official visit, we know he didn't commit to Clemson. Sure. Right? Yeah. If he if that visit comes off the schedule, then we know, oh, whoa, Bryant Wesco did commit to Clemson. But again, mentioned it last hour. We'll mention it again. Everybody I've talked to on Bryant Wesco will say the same thing, and that is that proximity matters. He doesn't want to be too far from home. Oklahoma and TCU fit the bill in that capacity. Now, there are folks that will tell you TCU leads this race. There are folks that will say OU leads this race. Oklahoma feels good. TCU feels good. Both those staffs are confident that they're getting a commitment from Brian Wesco at the end of the day. I I don't think Clemson can reasonably have that same confidence right now. So the long and short of it is that if you're an Oklahoma fan, I would be more worried about TCU right now than I would be about Clemson. I, I guess that's the nice thing. Like if you're uh, talking recruiting and you're talking about a kid where you know you're, the school that you cover is going up against Clemson or Oklahoma – it's kind of nice from that aspect to say, well, if he takes another visit, he's obviously not committed there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And OU, I guess, gets that luxury here with with Clemson. Like, if he's really committed to Clemson, like, we'll, we'll see which visit he takes here. So, but there is a crystal ball in for, uh, yeah, for Bryant Wesco and the Clemson Tiger. Not not a lot. I think just the one, right? Just one from a Clemson insider, and that's it. Yeah. So it's not like Fong's coming in, or there's there's multiple people throwing in crystal balls for Bryant Wesco. It's something to note, but. We'll see how this develops over the next. Well, yeah, uh, and again, no, nobody in this business knows more than Steve Wilfong. I I know this firsthand, having worked with him for two and a half years. He's dropped several crystal balls in favor of Clemson, including one for Sammy Brown that I think is going to pay off within the next twenty four hours. He has not dropped one for Bryant Wesco. So draw your own conclusions, but. I'm not really buying the Clemson hype right now. Yeah, Sammy Brown. Um, so we're well. Same thing about Bryant Wesco. It's it's with Sammy Brown. Um, if he's going to commit, then that means he's not going to make it to Norman after all for Champion Barbecue Weekend. Are we? Should we remove his name from the list of uh, visitors that we should see coming up I, in a couple of weekends? I feel as though that's a pretty <laughs> safe yeah. bet. Would be very surprised. Yeah, and, if and that's that disappointing. You, you at least wanted to have one final, um, you know, punch at this one to see if maybe you could really flip and turn this recruitment. But I, I don't think it's the most shocking development whatsoever. We always knew that this was going to be an uphill battle, and this one played out kind of like everyone thought it was going to. Maybe the timeline is a little bit. Um, a little bit moved up than what most people thought. I'm not sure, but it's obvious Clemson saw the visits he had coming up and, and was saying like, "Let's let's go ahead and get this done now. Let's let's do this now," which is smart. Don't I, let him go on that OU visit or anywhere else. And I believe this past visit to Clemson on the OV on the OV weekend was his tenth total visit to Clemson. So, again, the old adage: you follow the visits. Well, if you're following the visits the road leads back to Clemson for Sammy Brown, and I would be surprised if that isn't where he ends up. Santa John Parker, I noticed you twice changed your future cast for Xavier Robinson from <laughs> OU to Notre Dame to oh, Iowa man. State. My question is, is he now listed as an inside backer? I thought he was a running back slash halfback. I don't know why he's categorized as an inside linebacker on Rivals, but yes, he's being recruited as a running back. That, that was a wild situation over the weekend because I started to hear a lot of buzz for Notre Dame. And he was on track to take an official visit this coming weekend. 
So the buzz was with Notre Dame. Then in the span of 24 hours, it went from, oh, Notre Dame's trending really well here to, oh, uh, that official visit isn't actually happening and Notre Dame's pulling back. So I don't know if – like there are others that would be better able to speak from the Notre Dame end as to what's going down there. But from my perspective, Notre Dame was in the driver's seat to land Xavier Robinson for a moment there and then decided, eh, we're going to – set our sights elsewhere, and we're going to try to bring in somebody that's a more coveted prospect in our eyes, somebody that's higher on our board, somebody that fits our system better. So Xavier Robinson is no longer taking that official visit to Notre Dame, from what I am told. And that kind of leaves Iowa State here because I – and they I'll did a honest, good job. I yeah. mean, they, they got in. They got in. Did they get in first with this one, or at least I can't in terms of Power Five programs? Offer, but they were a very early offer, and they want Xavier Robinson at running back. We've talked about the fact that OU really doesn't. OU sees him as more of an H back, a guy that can have a variegated role in the offense. But with Oklahoma already taking two running backs in this class, not named Xavier Robinson, you understand why the kid might have a desire to go somewhere where he can be a true cornerstone of the offense, and that opportunity exists more conspicuously at Iowa State than it does at Oklahoma. So, yeah, I like Iowa State right now for Xavier Robinson, and I, I would not have imagined that I would have been saying that 48 hours ago, but here we are. The world of recruiting is a wild one, and things can change just like that. Yeah, um, and if I was Iowa State, it sounds like they're doing exactly that. Parker, I would totally lean into, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A true running back? You'll be a true running back here. You're going up against Oklahoma and Notre Dame for an Oklahoma kid. I am uh, whatever position you want to play, dude. You, if you want to play running back and not be an H-back, let's go. You can be that name's Iowa. So it sounds like that's what they're doing, and that might give them a little bit of an edge in this recruitment, which is interesting. Hey, interesting point on Sammy Brown. Um, probably not going to make it to Norman and maybe, like you said, committing to Clemson in the next 24 hours. I guess you'd rather have that then coming to Oklahoma and committing to Clemson the next next week. I mean, this text says, I mean, at least you're saving an official visit. That yeah, is true. You know, sure, yeah. Well, yeah. And we'd, we'd talked about the fact that if Sammy Brown showed up on an official visit, you probably weren't going to swing the kid anyway. It was worth a shot, obviously worth a shot. If you can get a five-star on an official visit that you feel like you have a legit chance at, and obviously Brent Venables has at least a chance with any linebacker he wants. Uh, it was going to be worth a shot to get Sammy Brown on an official visit, but the overwhelming odds were that you were not going to coax him away from Clemson or Georgia. And so, yeah, if this thing wraps up in the next 24 hours, as I expect, then if nothing else, you do get an official visit that you can allocate elsewhere. 51 consecutive wins for OU softball. They had to earn it today. It was stressful. These games recently have been stressful, have they not? Except for the Tennessee game, that was uh, that was nothing. I mean, Tiari Jennings hit a three-run bomb in that one in the second inning, and you felt good uh, pretty much since the second inning against the Vols. But the final game against Clemson, both games against Stanford, uh, they've been tough, they've been stressful, but OU finds a way today once again against Nyjah Kennedy. And I, I laugh at this all the time. I think uh, someone just replied to one of my tweets with it, Parker, is the, the thing that makes me laugh right now on OU Twitter is 
OU fans, this is how they acknowledge that you're a good softball player. Oh, well, we need to try and get her in the portal this uh, this this offseason. Nyjah Kennedy, she's really good. We need to try. Patty needs to try and get her in the transfer portal this offseason. That's when OU softball fans let you know that you're a really good player. And there's just this, I guess there's just this thought now that we dominate everyone. Everyone wants to play here. So if you're a good player elsewhere, of course you'd want to come to OU. Just hop in the portal and we'll come get you. But Nyjah Kennedy... She is uh she's a star, she's elite, and that ain't the last time that OU and Nyjah Kennedy will face off against one another in OKC before her career is over. Two unbelievable games, and I uh I think you got some future really good games with uh, OU and Stanford. But OU moves on to the championship series. You will have the winner of the uh, Florida State Tennessee matchup. Well, Florida State wins the game tonight. You play FSU. Tennessee wins those two games. You'll take on Tennessee starting on Wednesday. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More Cruton, more football, more OU softball coming up next right here on The Ref. What a great game. What an unbelievable game in Oklahoma City. It goes to extras, nine innings, which I guess OU's played nine innings in two of their past four games now. Two extra inning wins, one over Clemson, that I believe went nine innings, right? Yeah, I think it did. It and did. then uh, today's game against Stanford goes uh, nine innings. OU finds a way once again, 51 consecutive wins, fourth straight season. You'll be playing in a championship series, and now two wins away. Two wins away from back-to-back-to-back championships. And it's been 106 days since uh, the last time OU lost a softball game, which is just... Uh, it's pretty unbelievable. Fun day watching uh, OU and Nyjah Kennedy. You know, uh, Jordy Ball or Kennedy didn't start the game, but they were the stars to finish. Uh, both of them came in in relief and were excellent. Uh, OU just found a way with Tiari Jennings' big base hit in the gap to get a two-run double. OU wins the game 4-2. to Unbelievable. What an afternoon in OKC. Brian and Tulsa on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Is the Peyton Pierce to OU train dead? I know he is committed to Ohio State, but just wondering about him. Yeah, it's been, a what, probably a little over a month since he's committed to, to, to Ohio State? I think that was, that was is it longer two, than that? two months ago now, at least. It's I think it was in March. But, yeah, that train isn't dead. It's just chugging very, very slowly at this point. Idling, if you will. Oklahoma has maintained contact with Peyton Pierce. They'd still love to have him in the class, but it just doesn't really seem like he's changing his mind. It doesn't. And not for lack of trying on OU's part, but I think the way that Peyton sees it, he gave his word to the Ohio State staff. That's a uh, program and a university that he's comfortable with, and it would take a lot to shake things up there. I just really need Peyton Pierce to flip to OU, to, to add him to the class. But I really want to tweet out the photo of Ted Roof that was circulating yesterday uh, during move-in day where he's carrying someone's TV in. I want to tweet that one out so bad with the caption of Summer of Roof or, or something. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just ready for it. I just want to put that photo out again is what I really want to do. Good news is when Easton Baker commits to the Champion Barbecue, we can officially dub it the Summer of Roof. Yeah. Well, is it going to be the Summer of Roof or the Summer of Todd Bates? I mean, OU did get Philip Paya over the weekend. So you that add a did. couple of more uh, interior hey, defensive linemen. Two transfers in 24 hours for Todd Bates. He's maybe hot he right can't, now. Maybe he can't recruit, but he can portal.
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, nice get with Philip. That that was interesting with Philip Paya because you know camp is on Saturday, starts Saturday morning, and maybe you put a photo out there. Someone did, and Philip Paya is like at OU's yeah. camp, and it's like, well, he looks about as committed as you could be for a transfer portal player now. And then what what happened? Camp goes to like break, and then he seemingly puts out the edits. Or puts out the tweet during the break like, oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, I'm committed to OU. It felt like he was almost committed for maybe a bit and then was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should just uh, tell everyone well, else he that co- I'm committed. he committed the previous day. Yeah. Um, but it was, I think the reason they held off until Saturday with the announcement was wanted to give DeJon Terry his moment and wanted Pi to have his moment. So they just held off on announcing that until Saturday's event. Um Guy that promised Air Jordans to Tyler and Parker if Sammy Brown doesn't sign with Clemson or Georgia. R.I.P. to that promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He says, so OU was supposed to land Wesco, Pierce, Sims, and Xavier Robinson, and now none of them are likely to happen. Uh, Good question. The answer is yes. And here's, well, uh, well, no, 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 no. The answer is not yes to all of those. No, they're not landing Pierce. No, they're not landing Zadavian Sims. I consider it unlikely for Xavier Robinson. Bryant Wesco, I would not throw in that same category right now. I still think OU has a really, really good shot there. But I this is where I reiterate a sentiment that I shared probably a month ago, and this is just a blanket statement that is universally the case, not in reference to any one specific recruit or one specific situation, but – The nature of a recruiting cycle is that, at times, there will be guys that are heavily trending toward OU that do not end up at Oklahoma. They go on a visit elsewhere, fall in love with another school, commit there. Maybe OU decides to back off a little bit. Another school comes into the picture. Kid ends up committing elsewhere. In general, part of the natural flow of a recruiting cycle is that guys for whom OU is heavily favored at one point – end up trending and ultimately committing elsewhere. This is just one of those things that happens, and if you're going to follow recruiting, you have to be prepared and equipped for this to be the case. And it can swing back your way. Well, exactly. 100%. Exactly. For instance, Jeremiah Newcomb, right? Who thought on March 22nd that within 72 hours, Jeremiah Newcomb would be the first guy to Nebraska legacy for Oklahoma. Yeah, with with as much um, excitement as they have right now with Matt Rule, um, yeah, he committed, and we really haven't heard anything about Jeremiah, Jeremiah Newcomb like looking to visit elsewhere. Like, he doesn't want to mess around and find out like some others have. So Great text from the 918. Bates gets 625 pounds of defensive line this weekend. Meanwhile, Grinch is getting Bear Alexander on Weight Watchers. <laughs> and the high-rise apartment. Don't forget about the high-rise apartment above Heck, L.A. I mean, he'll drop 15 pounds just walking up those stairs. Seriously. Well, he's got a gold-plated elevator, I'm sure, in that high-rise apartment. It's probably the penthouse up there, I would imagine. I'm sure that's what uh, USC is offering these days. Uh, What about Josh Wallace? He is the uh, other portal player that we've been watching out for. Corner out of UMass, two-time team captain. Anything to note there? Still OU Michigan? Still OU Michigan. I feel like, based on the sources that I've talked to, it feels like Michigan has the inside track right now. Uh not saying OU should be disregarded or discounted or he's going to commit to Michigan. It's always tough to tell, especially with regard to the timeline when you're talking about portal kids. But I, I would favor Michigan slightly over OU right now for Josh Wallace. 
Well, we'll see. Well, we, we've said that before, though, right? We have. Hey, uh, here's a portal. Like, OU's got a chance. They may be the number two team. right? Well, I, what you just said about recruiting happens in the transfer portal, right? Nebraska thought they had Walter Rouse. Yep. Virginia Tech thought they had a uh, offensive lineman. And then OU like makes a move at the last minute and figure, figures out a way to I, – I, I, I mean, Walter Rouse was committed to Nebraska at one point. And OU still ends up with that uh, with that commit, which is amazing. Drew from Flower Mound, I know y'all mentioned Isaiah Mosey among 25 wide receiver targets. What are his top schools? OU in Tennessee. And if you get a commitment from Adrian Wilson in pretty short order here, if that is the case, I would think Isaiah Mosey takes a good long look at locking in his spot at Oklahoma before that spot closes up. By the way, oh yeah, no, go ahead, finish. No, because he's he's always wanted to be a Sooner. Yeah, um, Devon Mitchell put up something interesting, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I got something for y'all, July eighth. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, De- uh, Devon? Does that mean that uh, you're telling everyone officially you're reclassifying? Does that mean your decision, or are you just dropping a top three? What, what's what's he got for us on well, July eighth? It's not going to be a reclass announcement. Because that process can't be finalized until August. Uh, In talking to folks close to the situation, I'm told it's going to be one of two things and that what happens the rest of the month could go a long way towards deciding what what exactly that is. It'll either be a top three, which right now is OU, Alabama, Miami, or it'll be a commitment. And if it's a commitment, it's going to be Oklahoma as things stand. Yeah. 51 straight for OU softball. Uh, which win streak is the safest right now? And, and who knows where this win streak is going to end up for OU softball? But I think the, I feel like the easy answer, the the win streak that's the safest, is probably the 47-game win streak because yes. are we going to count it out if OU gets this win streak up to 60 and then ends up breaking their own streak coming up in like three to five years? Oklahoma is the reason why the 47 uh, win streak in football is probably the safest right now. Because who's to say that OU couldn't break their own record in softball? And who knows where it ends up? It's a 51 right now. Who, who knows where it ends up? What's the longest winning streak in recent memory? I think Clemson got to 29 a few years back. Which even then, Tyler, you're still a full season plus away from yep. challenging that record. So, yes. 47 consecutive wins in the sport of college football, probably one that will never be equaled or surpassed. And I don't know how close someone's going to be able to get either. You know, like it's the SEC, they're kind of running things right now. Georgia's the top program, but, you know, even they haven't rolled off undefeated years the past two seasons. And with the current playoff structure, the 47-game win streak, it's going to be intact, I think, forever. And I don't know how close someone's really going to get to that, honestly. But the softball streak... Uh, since OU softball is still in the sports, that's probably the one that's in the most jeopardy because I think OU would be the one to break their own streak. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll close up Locked In coming up next. Locked In with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the Homo Sooner fans. 51 straight for OU softball. They'll be playing on Wednesday night in the championship series against either the Florida State Seminoles or the Tennessee Volunteers. Give me Florida State to win the first game tonight. And we have, um, I don't know, it's its felt like we've been on a collision course for OU Florida State for the past few days. I think that's what we're going to get in the championship series. That will be a 
Big-time matchup and a rematch of a game we saw earlier this year in Norman that was uh, highly, highly, highly entertaining. Taylor Tatum was at USC this weekend. That's a top running back priority for OU. Um, is there any immediate feel that USC you know, really did some damage in that recruiting this weekend, or it was a visit to USC? Of course, he had a great time. We'll see what happens at OU. Yeah, still feels like OU and Michigan are the two to beat there. And Texas A&M is the dark horse. I, I mentioned this a couple hours ago on these airwaves. I talked to a Longview staffer yesterday, a Longview staffer who happened to be a USC fan. And he, he was like, look, I'd love to see USC, but it's probably OU or Michigan at this point. So, yeah, not not really buying mule shoe for Taylor Tatum at this point. You did throw in the future cast for 2025 four-star wide receiver Adrian Wilson, six foot two, 176 pounds, out of Pflugerville, Texas. Uh, was he in camp this weekend? Why, why, uh, why the good vibes with uh, with the 2025 four-star wide receiver? Yeah, was at camp this weekend. Built a real strong bond with Kevin Sperry, the Sooners' 2025 quarterback commit. Uh, released his top 11 yesterday, but even so, things are trending very nicely in favor of Emmett Jones in Oklahoma here, and I'm comfortable projecting that Adrian Wilson ends up in OU's class. Nate Roberts, 2025 elite tight end from Washington, Oklahoma, same high school as Cooper Alexander. He basically dropped a top 12 over the weekend and said, hey, here's like the 12 schools I'm really going to start to focus on. Um, Oklahoma was in that top 12. There's some, um, there's some other high-profile schools in there as well. But um, I'm sure you got a long way to go here with the recruitment of Nate Roberts. But something to note at least is that the in-state elite tight end at least had OU in the top 12. Yeah, and that's not a battle that's going to be easily won because Nate Roberts is all about who can develop him at the tight end position and which schools nationally make regular use of the tight end and make it a cornerstone of the offense. And there are a number of those schools, including Penn State and including Alabama and Miami and Oregon and so you're not gonna it's not gonna be the type of deal where just because Nate Roberts is an in-state kid it's gonna be a slam dunk that you get him if OU gets him they're gonna have to get him the hard way and they're gonna have to sell him on development at the University of Oklahoma and on the reality that he can be not just great at the collegiate level, but set himself up well to play NFL football. Yeah, there were there a lot of things to note from Brett Vittable's camp. Um, Adrian Wilson, obviously, is a storyline. If you felt comfortable enough to throw in a future cast for him, you had two quarterback commits there, which is you know not something that you see every single year. In fact, maybe that's the first time that we've ever seen that. I mean, you also had commitments to other schools or commits to other schools that were there this weekend, including, what, a Tech wide receiver commit that was on yeah. campus and he got an offer? Ivan Carrion. I think Oklahoma's going to have a good chance to flip him. Now, I do believe that Oklahoma <laughs> has some decisions to make in the near future as to who they prioritize at wide receiver because you've got K.J. Daniels and you've got Zion Kearney in the class. I mentioned it last week. The Sooners have opened up to the possibility of taking four wide receivers. They will take four if it's the four right ones. And obviously, Ivan Carrion is a guy that was committed to Emmett Jones at Tech. The Sooners would like to flip him, but they're also hosting Zion Raggins on an official visit this weekend. And so I think we will very quickly get a sense of whether Oklahoma is willing to play the game with Bryant Wesco 
or whether they're just willing to operate under the assumption that he's not coming and make other plans. They're not, they're obviously not going to close the door on Wesco. And heck, if you already had four receivers committed and Bryant Wesco wanted to jump on board too, you're not going to tell the kid no. But if things continue to heat up between Oklahoma and Zion Raggins and Oklahoma and Ivan Carrion, there's a world in which Oklahoma has four receivers committed by the end of the month, and none of them are named Bryant Wesco. Yeah. Well, these next two weeks are big for OU football recruiting. We saw Georgia have a massive weekend with, like, what, six five-star visitors in. Uh, USC had a big visit weekend. Like, big visit weekends are going on across college football. And this past weekend was Britt Venable's camp, and you had some visitors in there. But these next two weekends, man, I mean, what, you got one area and Stone coming in this weekend, correct? Yes. And then Stone will be at Champion Barbecue as well. He'll be in for the next two weekends. But for D-line recruiting, for 2024 recruiting, for 25 recruiting, these next two weekends are what? They got to be the biggest two weekends of the summer, right? I would say mm-hmm. so. And I also would say, like, the Champion Barbecue is obviously the biggest recruiting weekend of the summer for Oklahoma, but it's not demonstrably bigger than the June 9th weekend at this point, especially with Stone, Nuaneri, and Grant Bricks, as well as Eddie Pierre Louis coming to town this weekend. And with your quarterback, Michael Hawkins, switching his OV day from the 16th to the 9th. That could, yeah, that kind of lets you know. Yeah, they some probably, stuff could happen this weekend. Yeah, um, if I had to guess, and it's it's purely a guess, if the quarterback is doing that, it's probably the coaching staff saying, "Hey, will you come in on the ninth instead of the 16th? Can yep. we make that happen instead?" Yep. We we need and some help here. We, we needed some added reinforcements here on the ninth. All right, the rush is coming up next. We're going to talk a lot of OU softball coming up uh, for the next three hours. Keep it locked in the ref.